everyone we talk to, no matter what sport they play now, like if it's an MLB player, hockey player, if they play football, it seems like they always will remember the days that they play football. What is that energy like? I think football is the best team sport to really develop friendships and, and all that kind of stuff. And then you get to just crack somebody's head open with, with some pads <laughs> on. <laughs> you can't do that in any other sport. Definitely can't do that in the streets. It's assault. So... <laughs> What's up, it's your boy DJ Omowski. I'm shown here with Waleed and Tony Mass. We have a very special guest, a future NFL star. He just signed with the Eagles. It's uh, Elijah Riley. What's up, Elijah? What's going on? Thank you guys for having me on. No, man. Thanks for coming on. Dude, so you got some good news just uh, a couple weeks ago. You'll be joining uh, the Eagles. Yeah, you know, it's just been uh, pretty much Zoom meetings. We're all Microsoft Teams, kind of hashing it out that way. We got our playbooks. So it's all virtual stuff. Uh, Workouts are virtual pretty much. So just making the most of what we can in, in the midst of a pandemic. Yeah. I'm guessing they're just sending you like different workouts and things that you're supposed to be doing in the meantime. Yeah, the, the strength coaches are sending us workouts and supplements necessary to just get us ready for when it comes game time, pretty much. As a first time player on the on a new team, like is there like a group of you guys that are all kind of new? that are kind of like linked up on the side, like trying to get to know each other. Cause like being an established player on a team already, like they already have that rapport. So this is a time where you can kind of build that. But now with COVID, it's kind of like weird for you to you know, build that like kind of locker room vibe. Yeah, no, the veterans definitely have the upper hand in that sense, just cause yeah. they've been there, they've done that. Coming in as rookies, you know, I know a couple guys, uh, both through playing against them and from the shrine game. So a couple cool. guys that text from the side, it's, it's just an interesting dynamic getting to know new guys, you know, through, through text or whatever. It's easier to develop those relationships yeah, in the locker room and for sure. what have you in the, in the cafeteria and stuff. And now having to talk to guys strictly on FaceTime and, and, and through text, you can't always read somebody. You can't tell what's a strange and invasive question or if you're just trying to get to know somebody. Yeah. So Elijah, I want to talk about, I want to kind of bring it back to uh, the beginning. Did you, you're from Long Island. What high school did you go to? Newfield, Newfield Wolverine, right here. Represent the Wolverines. I see that. Absolutely. I grew up in Port Jeff, but on the border of Selden. So, gotcha. Newfield. Yeah, I was right there. Um, you were a three-sport athlete in high school. But what was your first love? Was football your first love in terms of sports? Yeah, football by far. My mom got me started when I was young. And uh, from the jump, it was my favorite thing to do. Love putting on the pads, popping the pads in between the white lines and just getting busy. Everyone we talk to, no matter what sport they play now, like if it's an MLB player, hockey player, if they play football, it seems like they always always will remember the days that they play football. What is that energy like, just putting on the pads and running out of the pumps? You know, you're going to hear this with every sport, but like football, I truly think is a sport that's different than the others. It's the one sport that where you truly cannot have a single player dominate a game. You know, you need the full team to, at bare minimum, do their job in order, to, in order to win and be successful. And with that, you build a lot of camaraderie and a lot of great locker room vibes. So I think football is the best team sport to really develop friendships and, and all that kind of stuff. And then you get to just crack somebody's head open with, with 
put some pads on. <laughs> you can't do that in any other sport. Definitely can't do that in the streets. It's assault. So, um, <laughs> you know, it, it's it's fun. It's like no other sport. High school, I know at, at least our school, like everyone played both ways. Like, did you play offense in high school too? Yeah, no, I played every spot. Uh, every single yeah, down? Every skill Special position, teams, every down, everything. yeah. Because you play safety now, right? Yeah. Okay, and what did you play as offensively in high school? Uh, running back and receiver, mostly running back. Do you miss that side of the ball or no? Uh, scoring touchdowns was fun, but there's nothing like there's nothing like playing defense. Okay. You hit somebody every play on D. You know, you can't. Offense is too pretty for me. <laughs> <laughs> you said it perfectly. One person can't just take over an entire game. It takes a full team effort. But when they mm-hmm. talk about highlighting the positions that really kind of affect the game – more so than others they talk about quarterbacks and defensive backs how was that process and I'm, I'm sure you're in the early stages of learning the Eagles playbook but how has that process been like that mental side so far yeah no, it definitely helps coming from army a very schematic heavy school you know um We've got great players, but compared to some of the teams we play, we're not always going to win our 1-1 matchups. So we beat them with schemes, and our defense was one of the toughest defenses I've ever been in. It was a huge benefit to me because I got to learn all different kinds of you know NFL schemes and, and schemes specific to our defensive coordinator that we had. And it just give, it gave me the opportunity to learn NFL lingo, get an understanding for the rotations in the secondary, especially, and stuff like that, learn some fronts. But really, it, it, it put me in a position to develop a football IQ that would help me even at the next level and excel at the next level. So now diving into this playbook, it's it's clicking and it's, it's coming along well. And now it's just a matter of refining what I know and, and really establishing myself within within the playbook. You have an added level of responsibility, you know, going to West Point. Can you talk yeah. about that dynamic? Because, you know, football was one side of the coin when you're talking about college. But for West Point, mm-hmm. you have a whole different responsibility. Can you talk about that? Yeah. Um, so obviously it's the military, academic and, and football, like you said, and all three are existing at all times. You know, there's no I could turn this off and turn that on. I mean, realistically, I'm I'm a cadet athlete at all times while I'm there. I get up to the field and that's kind of my sanctuary, but at the same time I still need to maintain my bearing, you know, maintain my military bearing while I'm up there. But football is my release, you know, to separate myself from from academics, from from the military side of things and go out there and do what I love. And then as soon as football practice is over, that military brain, that student brain is right back on. And I'm down there uh, at the core, the, the core cadets doing what I have to do, whether that's, uh, you know, making sure my subordinates are doing all right, um, answering to some some higher levels or getting my studies done so that I can stay eligible to play. <laughs> so the first few years was a struggle, but, you know, third, fourth year, I, I had everything down pat, I think, and was able to accomplish uh, what I have up to now. That first year was a struggle. My cousin, she went to, to West Point, probably a little mm-hmm. older than you, but she mentioned that first year. Is it your plebe year, they call it? Yeah. Yeah, there wasn't many nice things she had to say about that year. Like, <laughs> so I can no. only imagine going through that and then having football on top of that. It sounds like a lot. But then once you get past that, it kind of like sets the tone for the rest of your life, like kind of puts things in perspective, uh, how hard things can be. For sure. Freshman year was a pain <laughs> in my butt. I uh, I wanted to leave. I had days where I was just like, forget this. I'm leaving today. I don't care what I have to do. But I'm so thankful that uh, I didn't do any of that. I, I stuck it out. And it's made me who I am talking to you guys right now. You know, um, I think I'm a better man for it and a better football player as well because I'm, I'm more focused on the little things that matter. But plebe year, man, there's not one single word that I could use to describe how terrible it was. <laughs> what were 
some of the things that you can think of, like, you know, your mantras when you were playing high school football that you were like, you know what, I'm going to be somebody one day in terms of I'm going to play college, I'm going to go to the NFL. Yeah, no, definitely. I feel um, you hear this a lot. I'm one of my harshest critics for sure. Um, there's not one thing that anybody could tell me that would be harder on me than what, what I already am on myself. Yeah. And I love to be coached. So I believe praise is uh, warranted, not wanted. So you receive praise when it's warranted, not wanted. And that's how I like to play. You know, if I do something right, if I'm doing my job, then, okay, I'm doing my job. I don't want to hear anything for it, except maybe, okay, you're doing your job, good job. But <laughs> if, if you make a, if, if I make a play, I make a, I make a play on the ball, I make an outstanding play. Yeah, that's good. That's, that's time to celebrate. But other than that, you know, I always wanted to hear what I was doing wrong. Let me know what I can fix. So, so that I could just continue to progress in, in my playing ability. And that was one of the things that I went there with and everything else I threw out the window. <laughs> yeah. Because because going there, it's, um, Coach Munkin was was big on building a foundation of, of brotherhood and family and getting to know the guys to, to the, the front and back of you, your left and right, so that when you're out there on the field, you could trust everybody that you're playing with. There's, there's no second guessing. Um, any of the teammates that they're good, that they're willing to put it on the line for you and make it happen out there on any down, you know, that was probably one of my biggest takeaways while I was there was developing those 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 familial bonds with everybody around you. It just makes the game that much easier and that much more fun while you're out there playing. Yeah, the way that West Point kind of brings up, you know, every we're all in this together, even to the point where there's no names on the back of the jerseys. Um, yeah, are you excited to have your last name on your jersey? <laughs> no, it's it's, it's going to be pretty dope. We had so at West Point we had our name on like the front, like how they do. Yeah. Uh, military, but this will be the first time I have my name on the back of the jersey. It'll be pretty cool. Yeah, because in high school, obviously, they're not putting names on the back of uh, your jersey unless you go to like private school or something like that. Exactly. But, yeah. You know, obviously, we saw your highlights, and I know a little bit about you through friends, and we've watched some of your games, and you're you know, obviously an outstanding athlete. If you Thank could you. pinpoint one thing that separates you from the rest of the DBs in this class, do you think it's going to give you that leverage? Mm. What do you think that is? My leadership and my ability to uplift those around me. Yeah. Um, that was kind of an intangible I think I had uh, that helped me get into West Point to begin with. And then while I was there, I further developed it and refined it. And I really saw that this past season where, you know, some of my teammates may be struggling with something and in helping them, I'm also helping myself. I'm developing myself as well as helping them do whatever they need to do better. And with that, it it's just a level of excellence that is brought upon the entire group as opposed to just an individual player. Yeah. So stepping into that locker room, I think that being able to lift everybody up around me and still be developing myself at the same pace, if not, if not better you know it's just gonna make the team that much better yeah mm -hmm. there was something where where people are calling it the riley rule can you can you talk a little bit about that because i really think you put your name on something that's gonna you know change the course of history for west point or navy prospects for the nfl definitely um so yeah the original uh obligation is five years after graduation you have five years uh active duty and then if you wanted to pursue a professional sport, it was two years of active duty prior to going into whatever professional sport you planned on playing. So this was two years ago. We're at the White House to receive the Commander in Chief's trophy. And um, we're in the Oval Office and we're there in front of President Trump. And, you know, we take our group picture and then he lines everybody up to take individual pictures. So and that's not something that's been done in the past, to my knowledge. I mean, in prior years, they just took the group picture and everybody kind of leaves. So that was a 2017. He had everybody line up, take an individual picture. And when it was my turn to go up there, I basically asked him, it was like, could you, is there a way that we can delay our service so that we can play professional ball straight out of college? And he got the ball rolling right then and there. You know, lawyer came in the room, a couple other politicians and Coach Munkin and the superintendent got to chatting right there and the rest is history. <laughs> Damn. Uh, that, that's really amazing, though. I mean, just for, 
just for the athletes, just to have that advantage of being able eligible two years earlier, like that's really awesome. And all politics aside, that it must take guts to go up to the president and ask a question like that and be like, "Yo, this would really help out." Like I couldn't even when I read that story, I was just like, "Oh my god, this this kid's." Did you like, did you hear how he said? He's like, "Yeah, so we're like there in the Oval Office, like you know, just, <laughs> just chilling." That's wild, but yeah, that's awesome, man. Getting to the White House, that's like a once in a lifetime opportunity. So can you talk about that that whole process of having Trump? pretty much change a rule because of you i mean that that's amazing in itself yeah no it was so we beat our uh air force and navy so commander chief trophy champions you know we uh get the opportunity to go to the white house and have the president present the trophy to us so the first year was 2017 second year was 2018 so i asked in 2018 i apologize so yeah no the first year was a crazy experience you know surreal experience first time in the white house this is the coolest thing ever second year we go that was 2018. It's the same thing, same same feelings. The White House, like, wow. But this time, you know, it's our second time there. We get to see some things that we missed the first time around uh, that we lost in the hype. And the White House is dope. <laughs> the White House is sick. Uh, I just think, like, when you look at it from the outside, it looks, like, all old and just, like, but I feel like it's got to be real nice inside. I don't know. You don't, you don't see so too many nice. pictures inside. It's so nice. The history within it is ridiculous, you know. Just, yeah, it, it's hard. It's it's such a, it's the White House, you know. It's the staple of America, you know. It's, it's such a dope building. And then to step into the Oval Office where 45 presidents have been, you know, some of the greatest presidents ever. Yeah. And it's it's just so cool. Now, you grew up in Long Island, so we got to talk about food. Let's say you want a big game. You want to celebrate with some food. So, senior year, typically the night before games, we'd hit up Coliseo over oh, in yes. Coliseo is like. The best pizza. Coliseo slaps. We go there if a place only takes cash that's who you know it fucking slaps yes yes <laughs> yes and then um, over the summers, when we go down by the water and stuff, we love to hit up Seaport Deli. Yeah, we got some good food around us. I was just at Seaport, and there, through all the COVID stuff and the quarantine, they're still busy. They're making it happen, yeah. Yeah, their sandwiches are amazing. And plus, they're like three feet long. They're massive. How was the food at West Point? Just like um, <laughs> It's, it's all right. Yeah, no, it's definitely nothing to brag about, but uh, <laughs> it gets the job done. <laughs> yeah, you get fed, okay. At West Point, it seems like such a rigorous like kind of life, honestly. I mean, you're doing a lot. Like I keep saying, it's just when I see people or talk to people who went to West Point, I'm always kind of honored to talk to them because it is a, it's a lot to go through. But did you ever have any time for fun in that mix? Oh, yeah. You know, you get the weekends off. So yeah. off season, we'd hit whatever surrounding college we could. There's not much to do on campus. Uh Party-wise, yeah. hit up Yale. Uh, Marist is an hour north. We hit West Virginia once or twice. We we, we made our rounds. We okay. definitely had fun while we were there. <laughs> or not there. <laughs> we went, I went to Maryland, so I was only like 45 minutes away from Navy. And yeah. all the Navy boys used to come They were up there and, all the time. Yeah, yeah. So it was a good time. Yeah. We'd all meet in Baltimore and stuff. So, yeah, you got to kind of invade someone else's turf and, and take over. Yeah. There's, there's no real partying on your own <laughs> campus. Yeah, so they're already training you for the military. You got to invade into places, take over, exactly. you know, establish <laughs> <laughs> the West West Point flag. So speaking of Navy and 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 West Point, you gotta touch upon those games. I mean, starting from your first Army Navy game, like how is that? Like you talk about rivalries throughout sports, Yankees, uh, Red Sox, and I feel like nothing touches Army Navy. Yeah, yeah. Now that game that game goes much deeper than a game as well. Yeah, you know, yeah. Every single player on that field has made made an oath to to lay their life on the line for this country. 
and everybody leaves everything out there on the field. There's there's not a drop of anything left in anybody after that game. You know, it's such a passionate game, and the pageantry that's involved with during in between in between play and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. I mean, it's a hard nosed game. It's two triple option teams going head to head, probably. <laughs> you know, you don't see that. Yeah, that's that's not primetime TV. Only that week. Really... Exactly. That that game would. You know, it's smash mouth football through and through. And um, that's one of the oldest rivalries in, in, in sports. Yep. So it's surreal game. The atmosphere is crazy. Uh, coming out of the tunnel is one of the coolest things ever. Having the uh, helicopters fly over top and the way it echoes in the stadium while you're coming out of the, the tunnel and the fans going crazy. That is one of the coolest feelings ever, especially freshman year. My first year experiencing it, it's the coolest thing ever. Is the rivalry, like, personal? Does it get chippy? Oh, for sure. I mean, it, it, it's a football game. It's, everybody True. out there is passionate playing the game, yeah. so there's a lot of smack talk. It, it, it gets chippy, but after the game, you know, everybody daps each other right. up. I'm friends with uh, Malcolm Perry, who just got drafted, uh, a couple other friends on the team. So, um, yeah, no, those, those, those are my guys, uh, let's say, 364 days a year. <laughs> it must be frustrating being a DB and playing a team like Navy who runs the ball like nine out of ten times. <laughs> yes, it's, especially when they're running it away. You know, it's you chase, you're just chasing the ball. Right. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. when when you when when I got involved, it was a lot of fun. Just getting to throw it up in there. Mm-hmm. Are you the type of person who needs music to jack you up, or you need you need music to keep you calm before the game? How what's your style like? Uh it actually depends on the game. If it's a game where I know I'm going to have to be uh, smash mouth tackling a whole bunch, so typically like the, the rivalry games, Air Force and Navy, I'm trying to get fired up. I'm getting them all in my own head. I'm getting ready to kill somebody. Yeah. So what are you listening but, uh, What are you putting on? I got some uh, some 50 Cent on there, uh, some G Herbo, uh, shoot. got some ASAP Mob on there, yeah. uh, G Unit, just a bunch of, just, just some murder music. Get, get yeah. me ready to. That's some New York music, too. <laughs> Yeah. If so if you need to like keep calm and you got that mellow music, what what are you listening to? I'm listening to you know upbeat, low Z Vert. Uh, who else you got Some in there? Playboy stuff. Cardi. Yeah, no fun stuff. Stuff that you could dance to. Yeah. You know, we always ask this question where we talk to someone and you're you're very young in your your new career, and we're super pumped for you. As you as you um, you know take on this new venture. Um, what are some of the things? And we kind of talked about the qualities that make you great, but. If when it's all said and done and you're retired, you know, 20 years from now, right? Or whatever, how many, you know, years God gives you in the NFL, how do you want to be remembered for being a football player on the field? And when they look back and they say, you know, Elijah was this, what do you want them to say about you? Yeah, no, I want to be a game changer. You know, I want to step out there on the field and have the quarterback worried about where he's he's leading his front shoulder when I'm out there in, in, in the back in the in the secondary, and then even coming down to the box, I'm the guy who's gonna lay the, lay the boomstick. Um, I, I I want to be a game changer. You know, force force turnovers, make big plays, get the big stops on on third down, fourth down, um, and shoot. I set my goals high, and and, and that's something I for sure want to be able to get done. Yeah. Have longevity in the league. I saw a little bit of a compilation of your interceptions. You had an interception against uh, Duke. Was that Daniel Jones? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Damn. That's what the Eagles like. They're like we see yeah, him twice no. a year. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he, he's got Daniel Jones' number. We got to put him in this, this uh, conference. <laughs> we want you to kill it because partially, obviously, you're from Long Island, so we always want to see our Long Island guys thrive and, and kill it. And the other half is Tony's a big Giants fan, so I just want you to crush Giants fans' dreams <laughs> twice a year. I would absolutely love to see that. Yeah, I, I'll root for you 14 weeks a year, but no. Yo, I, I grew up a Giants fan. I loved the Giants growing up and um, hit the seventh round, and as soon as my name wasn't called, 
I was like, forget anybody who did not pick me up. It's time to ball. Right. Sure. I love that mentality. That's perfect. Yeah. Definitely. Those types of things when you go undrafted and but you probably kind of feel like kind of down about it, but then you get the phone call. What was the distance between the drafts over and then someone called you? Was it a couple of weeks, days, hours? What was that process like? No, it was quick. Draft ended. I was on the phone with the Eagles uh, getting everything situated. Um, but I had to take a walk to clear my head after the fact just because I was frustrated. I thought I was going to be a draft pick. Uh, COVID messed some things up. I didn't get to have my pro day. Uh, I think that would help me out. But, you know, it's there, there's a plan. 100%. And I'm here. I'm, I'm here getting it done. You know what I mean. I'm. I'm not upset about it anymore. I had. I had my. My couple minutes to be upset about it. Um. Threw that eagle shirt on. Threw that hat on. And I was like, Hey, let's go. Fly eagles fly. Hundred <laughs> percent. Everything does happen for a reason. You know, that's like a, a corny saying, but I really think that. And it, it does suck because COVID kind of messed. I was reading articles about how you couldn't have you know private workouts and they didn't want to you know nothing to do with you but they didn't want to see anyone's like virtual workouts because and unless they yeah. see it with their eyes they don't count it essentially exactly but, yeah which which kind of sucks but it only takes one you know opportunity and you got that so we're we're super excited about that and uh we know you're gonna crush it dude that's awesome what question Thank about you. uh you excited about philly like have you looked into maybe where you would live or just like the vibe in philly places to go and stuff like that have you ever been to philly yeah, no, Philly's dope. We uh, played the last three Army-Navy games there, and my first okay. college football game was in the link. So Damn. I love Philly. Yeah, no, it's a great city. Uh, Philly's uh, a good city. The Eagles fans are some of the best fans in the country, so uh, I'm excited to have that fan base behind me. Now, have you? here's the big question. One, have you had a cheesesteak in Philly? And if not, has everyone been hitting you up being like, yo, you need to go to Pat's, Geno's, this whole, like, debacle? Yeah, no, I've been hearing I, – I got texts about where to go, uh, like, nonstop. But we've had – Coach Munkin loves cheesesteaks. So whenever we uh, were anywhere near Philly, Just so happens to have the Army-Navy game there three times. He yeah, loves exactly. Cheese He's pulling some strings. <laughs> exactly. So we had cheesesteaks after our walkthroughs uh, before the Army-Navy game. And uh, whenever we came back up through, uh, through New Jersey by Philly, I mean, it's right there after hitting the White House. Okay. You know, growing up on Long Island, it's a, you know, when we notice people who've, who've come from Long Island and they're successful in their industry or field or sport, there's a lot of personality things that I think is an advantage growing up in Long Island. Long Island, it's a very sociable area. There's a lot of emphasis on sports for the most part. I know like football, maybe like Texas and all the Southern states like really emphasize football, but it's a gritty place to grow up in terms of like, you know, we take our stuff seriously and we go all in. How would you describe growing up in Long Island in terms of like being in sports and stuff? Yeah, no, there's obviously there's the bougie parts, there's the Hamptons, there's Montauk, right. there's yeah. what have you. But, um, you know, Southern's kind of a blue collar area. And I think that that's the majority of the island, you know, it's about hard work, it's about, you know, getting done what you need to get done to, to sustain a living and, and get and pursue whatever you your dreams are for real, you know. There's a lot of guys I know that did whatever it took to get to where they are right now, and that's the result of the hard work that they grew up around. They know that their family emphasized coming up. And uh, my whole life, whenever I thought of being home, it was always about hard work. And I said that three times already, but that's, that's what it is, you know? <laughs> yeah. Who was your, your biggest influence, whether it's like an athlete or just a family member? Like, who kept pushing you to the, to the place you're at right now? Yeah, no, my parents had the greatest impact on where I am and who I am right now. They are uh, always in my corner, allowed me to make my own decisions, but definitely pushed me in certain directions. And my dad would make hour and a half trips, two hour trips with me to, uh, to New Jersey every weekend to do training out there because there's a little better competition out there. So he'd take me out to Jersey, yeah. we train train out there on the weekends, and then we'd drive right back. And 
you know, those those hour, couple hour long conversations with him and just rides with him, he really instilled in me a lot of good things. And my mom is a rock. You know, she takes care of the entire family. She's she, she's an amazing woman and has done so much for this family and has instilled so so many great values inside of me. And uh, those are my people. I love them to death. Yeah. Elijah, first off, thank you so much for taking the time to hang out with us virtually. Uh, congratulations and good luck. We'll be rooting for you. We'll be following your career and uh, best of luck, man. Absolutely. I appreciate you guys. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for coming on, bro.